Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hi everyone, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations with Neil and Matt. How are you, Matt? I'm, I'm well, thanks, Neil. That's good. Now, I'm glad you're well. Yeah, thank you. Yes, because we, we had a, oh. a discussion earlier <laughs> oh, no. that apparently... <laughs> apparently. 15... No, if you eat hot chips, you're 15% more likely to be depressed. Yes, that is true. And so for lunch today at our cafe, I had a large bowl of depression. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling great. I've got a theory. Yes. This is my theory. That the theory. It's more likely that because you're depressed, you're 15% more likely to eat chips. What do you think? Well. So it's actually the other way around, cause and effect. It's like saying, you know. So you're depressed and and chips are a comfort food. It's like, you know, if you eat ice cream, you're 20% more likely to have just broken up with your boyfriend. Like, because that's. (laughs) That's on all the movies. As soon as you break That's up with true. your boyfriend, That's you eat true. ice cream. Yeah. So, cause and effect. Yeah. You don't break That's up true. with your boyfriend because you eat ice cream. You're more likely to break up with your boyfriend. But because you're breaking up with your boyfriend, you're more likely to eat ice cream. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Could be. You can make statistics up about anything, couldn't you, really? Like, true. You know, 90, 97% <laughs> of statistics are, are oh, not true. Are not true. They're yeah. made up. <laughs> Uh, Matt, we yes. were talking about... Yes, what were we talking about, Neil? Being called and chosen. Called and, and chosen. Yes, last week talked about uh, a, a, a banquet the king yep. had and invited yep. everyone. People came, some didn't. Some came but weren't very nice, mm. weren't nicely dressed. Well, no. actually, there's only one in the story. Got kicked out. Um, but I was talking really about, hey, guys, really, we choose... God, he's already chosen all of us in Christ Jesus, yep. but we're making this choice. Do we actually want that? And so, therefore, anyone really who is chosen by God is also called by God to yep. actually show his glory in this earth, to to really spread the good news if they can. That would be great. Yeah, We really need it around this place, that's for sure. Um, and this week, I, as I was thinking about it, I had something else in mind, but I ended up going, you know what? I think we really need to look at getting ourselves ready to be yeah. called yep. to a work by God. It's just, it seems to be often the part that we skip. You know, it's like people want this calling, but, you know, I think I touched on a little bit last week in the sermon just about, you know, well, guys, you know, if you don't do the simple things, why mm-hmm. do you think God will use you for great things? And yeah. sort of continued on a little True. bit in that to actually get yourself ready. Yep. Right. So the first, passage I looked at was in 2 Timothy, and it was in chapter 2. And that was really uh, just a passage about, in a wealthy home, some vessels are gold and silver, some are wooden clay, expensive utensils are used for special occasions, the cheap ones for everyday use. Yep. And then there's this call to keep yourself pure. So this is something that we're asked to do as Christians, mm. is to make sure that we're living this life of purity. So why? So that we can be a special utensil utensil for honourable use. Um, Your life will be clean, you'll be ready for the master to use for every good work. Mm. Um, And I just feel like, you know, that it is something that we don't really talk about a lot, I guess, is that call to holiness for Christians so that we're actually ready to be used by God. Mm. Um, Yeah, so 
don't know. Any thoughts on that, Matt? Um, well, no, I think you're right. It's not something that we talk about often. Um, and certainly a good reminder for us to be in that space of, of, of making sure that we're ready, that we are prepared, that we are uh, ensuring that, you know, with that, with that precious utensil, the gold and silver, mm. not the, the wood or clay, as the analogy goes, that, you know, um, you know, when, when things are, you know, not, not, um, I guess there's, there's there's value and stuff that's placed on all of that, isn't there? So yeah. you know the 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 things that are made from wood and clay, you know, they get thrown around, they get used for whatever. Yep. You know, um, whereas whereas that that precious stuff is is stored away for for use in important times and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. And I guess you know we want to. I I think we want to be used by God all the time. Yeah. Um. And and everything that God calls us to is important. Yep. I think so you know making sure that we're in that space of, of being prepared I think is a really good challenge uh, yeah. for us to make sure we're in that space that we're not we're not distracted we're not um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for like tainted or or you know there's there's things that can get in the way yep you know what I mean like it's yeah we're, that's we're, right. we're representatives of of God when we're doing stuff yeah for him and, and you know like I think um, just that whole call to purity is sometimes mm. forgotten because we understand the grace of God that, yep. you know, if you sin, you can ask for forgiveness. But it shouldn't be the, uh, I, I guess, the default lifestyle that we have. Mm. You know, well, yep. I, I can sin and Jesus takes care of it because what happens is we actually diminish the capacity for God to use us for his glory. Mm. Um, and uh, I think it's in James it says that true religion is this, to uh, look after the widows and orphans and keep yourself unspotted from the world. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you want to really say you're a religious person and, and we take that in its best sense, not like, um, you know, part of a organised religious whatever denomination, we're mm. talking about actually a person who really believes in God and follows God. Yeah. Um, we have to take seriously that walk that, you know, we are actually called to live in holiness. Yeah. Um, be holy as he is holy mm. you know understanding that of course um we're never going to be perfect mm. um in this world and that sort of brings me to that second passage that we looked at in second peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 11 and so what this why i love this chapter is that it really points out that it's god's power working in us again um yeah. that everything we need to live that godly life so you know, we can make the excuse as well, you know, that's just the way I am. Well, actually, that's not the way you am. That's the way you were before you got born again. And, you know, that we have to take seriously that you are a new creature. Yeah. New creation in Christ Jesus. The oldest yep. past and new has come. Yep. And we can't use that as an excuse because mm. the unchanged man, as we, you know, read last week in that um, in that parable, we ended up getting kicked out. Yeah. Yep. You know, that, that wasn't real. So why I wanted to read through this passage as well, it talks about how we have the power to do this, but if we really want to be ready for God, it means that we start with faith in him, mm. but it has to be built on. And this is nothing that God can do without us engaging with him. Yeah, yep. Yeah, That's and, right. you know, like God doesn't force us to do anything. You know, it's like you have a choice. You still yeah. have a choice after you're saved. 
Yeah. You know, did you start out in the spirit? Are you still there? Or now you're going to the flesh? Are you, um, you know, are you following me or not? Are you being obedient or not? Mm. Um, God doesn't force us to do anything. You know, he makes the way available. And sometimes circumstances push us towards him. Uh, but, you know, that, that whole thing is it's our decision. But we have that available to us, the power to change. So here we go. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 11. By his divine power. So here we are. It's a, a gift of God. Yeah. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. So there's no excuse for any of us to say, you know, oh, I just can't do it. Mm. There, there's this thing available to us. Um, and we received it by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So from this, we get the promises of God that enable us to share his divine nature. Matt, what do you think that means, that we share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires? Well, I think, I think as you said before, when we, when we make that choice, when we accept accept. Uh, the invitation of relationship from God and and the forgiveness that comes through the cross, you know, we we become this new creation. God's God's Spirit in us uh, enables us to be this this new creation that's completely different from who we were before, and then enables us, as as it says, as we just written that re- as we've just read there, that that God has given us um, everything that we need to live. Um, in that in that God honoring way, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's again there's always that choice that we have to make, but but there are the means and ways and avenues for us to to live the godly life that God's calling us to. Yeah. Um, to live that life without blemish, um, not not just in our in our own strength, but there's always the opportunity um, to make that choice and yeah. and to receive that and and so you know. Again, it is that it is that choice to live live in that space, but it is there for all of us. Yeah, if, I don't know if that answered your question or not, but that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. And and I think for me, like you know, to actually think because it says we share in the divine nature. Well, what's that yep. divine nature? It's the God nature. It's the the one that's above the world. Because it says yep. it then and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Yes. So when we're actually living this way, our human desires basically don't control us that that's yeah. really what it's saying yeah that that none of us is now captive um to sin and i think i gave the example which i've done before but you know a person that's in jail for breaking into houses don't break into any houses in jail no they're they're quite a good citizen do you know what i mean they're they're yes. doing it but they're not really free because as soon as they get out and they have the choice to do it, they will do it. Their nature would still be, I'm still breaking into houses, unless they got rehabilitated, whatever. But, you know, it's really, I guess that's the way it is with us. We are rehabilitated through the Spirit of God that, you know, we don't, it's not that we don't do it because God's put all these rules around it, and if we do it, then he'll punish us and lock us up. Mm. We do it because the whole essence of who we are has changed, and now we're like, I actually want to live in this way that pleases God. Yeah. Um, Great example. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Yes, yes, it was brilliant. In view of all, (laughs) so so as this these verses go on, it it says it gives us a bit of a pathway to actually reach the ultimate aim of our Christian walk, which is to actually love people, right? Yes. 
you know, you know, you'll see it scattered throughout the Bible, um, through Jesus' teaching, through the rest of the New Testament. That love is like that pinnacle thing that we want to be walking in. Um, yeah. And Jesus said, "People will know you are my disciples because of the love you have for one another." Yeah, yeah. that it's actually that key. So here we are. We have to respond to these promises by doing things. So this is our choice. Yeah. You know, are you going to do it or not? So supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence. In other words, Matt, you've come to Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, but it's actually, even though he accepts you where you are, he doesn't want you to stay there. Yeah. There has to be a change in, yeah. in the way you are morally. Um, yep. But what do you think about that? Moral excellence. Moral excellence. Well, that's the that's the decision making, isn't it? That's the mm. that's the choices that we make. Um, striving to make choices that are honouring of God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So, and then. So it's not. Uh, yeah. So, so it's not. Sorry. It's not only having that faith in Jesus. Yep. It is also then making the decision to follow the ways that He desires. Yes. For us to follow. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. So that moral excellence, you, you get knowledge. <laughs> so knowledge. yeah, well then you know, knowledge. then you know what's going on, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So in other words, it's like, guys, I want you to change your behaviour, but what I also want you to do is learn about Christ. Yep. Increase your knowledge of Christ. Um, grow by reading the Bible, praying. Yep. Spending time with Him, worshiping, and with that knowledge, self-control. Now, Matt. Yes. What do you notice about that? Statement, self-control. Self-control. Well, it's made of two parts. One, self. (laughs) And the other, control. Uh, It's, it's, again, it's a choice. Yep. That that we make. It's not anything that is uh, like what you were saying before. It's not forced upon us by Mm. God or anything like that. Yeah. But it's, it's completely in, in our power, within our control. Yeah. Self-control. Yeah. To... (laughs) To act on it. Yep. So, again, what do you see there? It's self, self, yep. self yep. control. Yes. Yes. Knowing this too, though, which is excellent, is that it's a fruit of the spirit as well. Um, so, yeah, that's part of that growing in knowledge, just like knowing who God is, and then seeking Him and the Holy Spirit taking over your life. With that, you also get one of these fruits with self control. So, while it is us controlling ourselves, it's not um, God restraining us all the time mm. to stop us doing things um we are definitely helped through the holy spirit yes yeah um and then patient endurance added to that yep so we know that life's not always going to be easy isn't it well are you sure I don't think so oh okay oh. <laughs> so patient endurance yes patient endurance <laughs> so Enduring. Patient endurance, waiting for God to work. And which is why you need that self-control first. Because what happens if you don't have control of yourself and as soon as things get tough, what happens? You just revert to your old character. Yes. uh, Straight away. Um, Patient endurance with godliness. So being like him. Yeah. Godliness with brotherly affection. So, you know, we're adding to this at all the time. You know, I'm growing, I'm becoming self-controlled, I'm enduring. Uh, Now I've come to this place of like, I look around my church, around the other believers, and I'm like, actually, I do care about you now. Yeah. Something's changed. Yep. Because we got, we got to admit, you don't care about people until you actually develop those relationships and also have 
the God kind of love growing within you. So yeah. you can even be helpful to people but not really yep. be warm towards them. Yeah, no, that's right. Yep, but then it even takes it to that next step. And from just about the people you know that are around you, all of a sudden you find yourself loving everybody. It's like, yep. actually, I, I do care about you. I don't know you, mm. but I want you to be saved. I yeah. want you to know Jesus, yep. and I want to care for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, so the point of all this, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in, our, in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. So, Matt, what do you think about that uh, statement there? Do these things and you will never fall away. Well, it's, it's, it's doing all of the things that we've just talked about. You know, yep. um, <clears throat> you know, striving for that moral excellence and understanding of who God is through knowledge and and having that self control and enduring as as God works through us and and growing to 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 love others and all that kind of stuff. And I like how it says there that it you know the more you grow like this, yeah, like it's not it's not something that you you do it and you tick the list. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're just ticking it off and then you're done and you don't have to do it. It's something that yep. that's continual improvement and continually growing um into all of that and you know that that process doesn't finish until until we're in in glory with god mm. you know and that's yeah you know, i guess it's a it's a, a challenge it's a it's a reminder for us to to constantly be in that place of i guess checking checking ourselves and mm. and you know making sure we're in that space of you know, having having all of those things that we've talked about—the mor- the moral excellence and the knowledge and the self-control—and yep. you know—and and as we as we do that, as we continue to grow in that, then that enables us to to stay close to God. Yeah, you know, that's good, isn't and it? And the, the promise there, you know, do these things and you will never fall away. Yeah, um, you know, which is you know, even even in that, it's worth. Yeah, worth the effort, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, because there is um, that whole thing, you know, and, you know, we see it around all the time that you see the fall of amazing Christian leaders and that, mm. and you're like, you know, what, what's going on? And I think it's a good reminder for us to go, wait a minute, that could just happen to me just as easily. Yeah. If yeah. I don't actually do what the Bible says, and that's add to these things, you know, don't yeah. don't just let it settle and go, that's it, I've made it now. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, it's like a, it's, I said, it's, it's the constant on. keep on, keep on, Yeah, keep on. You know the the moment yeah. the moment that we we stop that that process of you know checking and mm. and and working through those things is is the moment we start to fall away. Like it, you know exactly yeah. that you will never fall away if you keep doing it. But if you do, if you do, <laughs> if, if you, you don't do it, you're gonna fall away. And that's so you know that's the, it, isn't it? Yeah. that's really what's going on. And, yeah, that's um, right. You know, so I guess you know I, I really like the message on Sunday about you know. Just, Making sure that we're prepared. You know, mm. are we are we actually in a place where we're ready for God to use us? Yeah. Regardless, you know, we've talked about that last week as well. You know, it doesn't have to be this huge, grand thing, mm. um, but just that invitation from God to do stuff for Him and and that honors Him. You yeah. want to you want to make sure that we we are good representatives of that. Yeah, you know? um, that's right. And you know, for us, like talk about Cornerstone as a church. Yep. If we want to really be used by God, it does mean that we have to 
actually follow him, dedicate our lives to him and and live for him. Like it's it's just the more we can be like that, yep. you know, the more God can actually use us as a church. You know, like I, I mean no I don't mind, you know, all the the growth seminars and stuff that happen around the place and how you do this and how you do that. But, you know, bottom line is if we're not growing in a godly way, there's no point growing at all. Mm. You know, because, you know, it'd be a bit like the, you know, when Jesus talked to the to the Pharisees and says, you, you make disciples twice the son of Satan that you are. And it's like, uh, please, let's not be in that place. Yeah. You know, if we're going to make disciples, let them be disciples that are following after this same thing here that... You know, there's this this progression to godliness, I guess, and and love mm. that's actually genuine and real. Because I mean, you know, you, you can get a big crowd at the footy; it doesn't mean they will love one another. Mm. Um, and you know, we could get a big crowd at any church. Um, let that be at the case here one day, but we want it to be a crowd that's centered around Christ and yeah. growing in love for one another and for the community around us. Um, yeah, and so at the end of all of this, it says, you know, there, there's this great, amazing promise, you know, if, you'll never fall if you do these things. But on top of that, you get this amazing, glorious entrance into the kingdom. Mm. Now, you know, I, I don't really know what's going to happen and, you know, when we go before the judgment throne and everything, but it just seems through the, the passages that you read that it's like, if you do really well like this, there will be like a a celebration, you get into heaven, excellent, well done, trumpets, whatever it might be. Mm. And there's another verse in Corinthians that talks about it where it says that, you know, the works that we do are silver, gold, wood, hay, stubble, precious gems, something like that, but there's just these different values placed on it. And it talks about how some are going to enter in, but as if through fire, like we enter into that heavenly realm as if through fire, and those that have built with stubble, wood, and hay... Mm everything gets burnt up and it's almost as if they get into heaven. I don't even know if their clothes even get singed off. You know what I mean? It's like pretty much naked. Yeah. Um, and for us to just really think about that in terms of what we do. Yeah. Is there eternal consequence to the stuff we do? Are we investing in heaven? Mm. You know, mm. God talks about it, uh, investing in heaven where there's no thieves, there's no rust, there's no moth to decay it. Store up your treasures there. Mm. And just the tragedy that it would be that if I got to heaven and, and got into heaven and I'm like, I've got nothing. I didn't do one thing for you, Jesus, really. Everything I did mm. was this work that got burnt up. Yeah. Um, I'd love to love it to be that, you know, I've prepared myself um, and hopefully other people in my life to enter into glory with something that God yeah. would be pleased with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, it's a good challenge, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, yeah. So work hard for Jesus. Like, get yourself ready, and when He asks you to do something, just do it. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I, guess, I think that the other important part of all of that too is just that very first part that we read from two Peter is that you know God has given us everything that we need yeah. for living the life that He wants us to live. That's it. And so there needs to be that reliance on on mm. God as we do that to yeah, keep yeah. our eyes fixed on Him, and He's yeah, gonna He's gonna Give us everything that we need to do the things that we need to do. Yep. Um, and and it's so it's that, you know, making sure we're in that space of remembering that we've got everything we need to do, keeping our eyes fixed on him, making sure that we don't fall away. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred yeah. percent. It's good. 
Good sum up, Matt. Well, you're welcome. Yes. Thank Let's you. See everyone. All right. Bye.